0: This is the MMA Takes podcast. MMA Takes podcast with your host Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie, Sweet Caroline, ba ba ba. It's the second time I've started the show that way. As you know by now, this is a Darren Till supported podcast, and goddamn, when our boys getting a title shot, I love it. You know, I, I'm conflicted about it. You know, we'll start off. We'll start off the top of the show with this. I got a lot of good Calgary picks, so we'll jump into that. Um, you know, I I don't think it's right. I, I think Colby Covington. I mean, if he needed to wait a month, he, they should have built that fight up. He wants Woodley. Woodley wants him. I'm not gonna complain too much because. I think Till's gonna be the more exciting fight with Woodley. I think Till's gonna beat Woodley. Uh Covington and, and, and Woodley could have been, you know, there's similar matchups. It could have been it could have been a real grapple fest and who who gasped first and whatnot. But uh yeah, I mean the promotion for whatever reason decided we needed a pay-per-view, we need a main event for September eighth. Colby wasn't ready. I believe he had nasal surgery and said I'll be ready in November, December. And uh, the UFC wasn't having it. They said, nah nah we're uh we're doing this with or without you and they obviously decided to do it without him so they uh september 8th in dallas dan till getting his first ufc title shot um i i see him beating woodley i see him too big for woodley i see him giving up a few takedowns but then ultimately putting woodley away um and i will be in attendance i i do not live anywhere near close dallas i looked up the uh Hotels are very reasonable. What way to go, Dallas? As of right now, tickets go on sale Friday. I'm thinking about making a a road trip out there. It's about a it's about a twelve. They say close to thirteen, but I think I can probably do it in a twelve hour drive from where I'm at. But that's nothing. I mean, I did Maine seventeen hour day and from Maine all day. Woke up the next day and went to work on like four hours sleep. So. I feel like I can do Dallas no problem, so that's very exciting. I I, I can't wait to to hear Sweet Caroline pumping through with the American Airlines Center, and I just fucking scream my face off. Um, my one one of my biggest regrets as an MMA fan is never going to a Conor fight. You know, uh, Conor obviously the, the biggest star in MMA UFC history. You know, um, I, I was going to go to his Boston fight with Holloway. And uh there's a couple other times where I really considered going and it just it just never happened. I, I never, you know, sacked up and and got the money together or made the travel arrangements and that's the one thing, you know, and now it's like he might th- fight three or four more times before his career's out, and uh tickets obviously will be through the roof. Um that's obviously a bucket listing of mine, but I want to get on the Till thing because Till is like my guy. I haven't been this excited about another fighter since Connor. So I can't wait. So a little premature. I know it got finalized, and then Ariel was bitching that it wasn't fun. I don't know. Fuck Ariel, Hawani. But um, Till's getting the shot September 8th in Dallas, and I will be there with bells on singing Neil Diamond the whole way, the whole drive down there. I'm not turning off Neil Diamond. And the last little bit of thing I want to talk about before we jump into these hot fucking picks. Is uh, Nick Newell fought in the contender series last night. That was a, a a big thing that got hyped up a lot. Nick Newell, if you don't do not know him, he has he was born with only one hand, I guess. He kind of he has an arm, but it's like uh, uh, there's really no forearm or hand or anything. And uh he's been very successful in MMA, he's 14 and 1. His only loss was to Gaethje. He retired for a little bit um and then came back and and won a shot in the UFC, and Danny gave it to him on the contender series. He Fought a really tough guy, Alex Munoz is a um, really tough guy, and uh, that's a that's a tough draw for anybody. Munoz, team alpha male wrestling coach, he is you know, former all American at Oklahoma State, solid guy, 4 0 in the MMA. Uh, looked pretty good himself, surprising to get a contract. I, I guess you know, he didn't finish Newell or whatever. I think Newell should fight in the OC. I think it's um. You know, I thought he looked good. I know I can understand the reservations with a with a guy with only one one hand, but um, he's tough as nails. He's a good wrestler and and he's figured it out. And uh, good for him. Good for Nick Null. Um, he came up a little short. Uh, the Kennedy series last night. Nothing, no one really blew him There was a kid named Chase Hooper fought at eighteen. Was getting smoked, and the guy he was fighting gassed out. So they gave him a developmental deal. But you know, I, I watch it and I get a little sour because you know, friend of the podcast, friend in life, Chris Curtis. Witten showed out, and he didn't get picked, which is is always going to be a thorn in my side. I think that's complete horseshit. So. But without wasting any more time, let's get into this Calgary card. I got hot picks. I got my hard copies. I'm ready to go. <clears throat> First fight of the night right there on Fight Pass could be Devin Powell, who is eight and 8-3 overall. He's lost. He's 0-2 in the UFC, both decision losses. His last fight's coming up, a split decision loss. He is a minus-125 favorite against... I'm gonna have some real hard names here, so bear with me. But this guy, Alvaro Herrera, not too bad. He's nine and five overall, one and two in the UFC, two sub losses in the UFC. His one win, um, his one win. Jeez, uh, I just had him up. His one win wasn't impressive. I forget who it was against. So he has a KO win, excuse me. KO win over Vernon Ramos, and then two submission losses, both in the first and second round. Uh Vince Luque at 170. That, that kid's a beast. And then Jordan Rinaldi, who is is also a very, very good submission guy. Um Herrera coming in at plus one oh five, underdog. You know, this is a typical kick off the night kind of card, curtain jerker card. Um, this card is stacked. Both guys have UFC experience. Um, Devin Powell fights out of a, a smaller camp in Maine. Looked pretty tough in his UFC career. He's definitely not an easy out. I know he's um, um, hasn't le- he hasn't looked like a world beater by any means. He's kind of a all around kind of guy. He doesn't he's not a specialist in one area, but he's definitely tough. Uh, Herrera is a knockout guy. Has good boxing. Trains out of a small camp in in Mexico. Doesn't have much else. I mean, he lost to two submissions, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the most he lost to two pretty good guys in, in the submission thing. Um, I like the under on this. I think Herrera is just gonna be too big and too strong. And I think he's gonna he's gonna hit Devin Powell a lot. And I think he's probably he probably can finish Devin Powell, even though Devin Powell is very durable. I wouldn't do any props on a finish. I would probably just pick Herrera straight, get that underdog money. Um he's at plus one of five. That line There's going to be a lot of money probably on Herrera because it's such a close line. Both guys aren't, like, the biggest well-known guys in the world. But uh, I like Herrera as as a slight under in that. Next up, we got the ladies. We got Rando Mark Randa, excuse me, Marcos, who is uh, a buddy of mine's... um, When last time she fought, I was... uh, Texting him and telling him that this is his future girlfriend. For whatever reason, I feel like they, they make a perfect couple. I do not know. If, and he thinks she's very hot. And random Marcos is, is definitely easy on the ice. I do not know if she is straight, gay, has a boyfriend, whatever. But my friend definitely needs to ask her out. But he's a little chicken shit. He doesn't know her personally. But, I mean, sliding those DMs, man. So you got Randa Marcos, who is a plus-125 underdog against Nina Ansaroff. She's a minus-145 favorite. Nina Ansaroff is the girlfriend fiance maybe, girlfriend of Amanda Nunez. She has two back-to-back wins, a really good win over Angela Hill back in November. And then we have Randa Marcos coming off a win over a unanimous decision victory over Juliana Lima. Before that, she lost a split decision to Alex Grosso, but she has a win over Carlos Sparz on her record. Rana Marcos is a tough out. She is a grinder. She's in your face. She's a good wrestler. Nina Ansaroff has been kind of up and down in her UFC career and in her MMA career. In general, she lost to Julian Lima, who is what Ma- uh, Rana Marcos, the the gal Rana Marcos, just beats. So if my MMA math is right. <clears throat> Ansaroff, though, has, has really risen her game ever since her since Amanda Nunes has risen her game, I think they're they're I, I would imagine they're in in American top team still. But when you get to train and see how a champion lives, it's going to up your game. She's two and zero in her last two. Um, but I like the under. I, I Random Marcos is just this is going to be a submission win. The, or I'm sorry, this is going to be a decision win. This isn't going to get finished. Both gals are pretty tough. I love Random Marcos in this fight. She's a slight under. She is a plus one twenty five. Um, the is very tough. I just think Brandon Marcos is going to be interfaced. It's going to be probably a controversial split. So I wouldn't add this to your parlay because if this, this is the second fight of the night, this could fuck up your whole night. So I would probably bet this straight and, and definitely go with the under here. Put a, put a couple, couple hundo on Marcos because I, I do think she'll get the knob, but there could be some funny scorecards. I don't know if Calgary, um, what, like who, like if they're, if they're like, if they're like New York or Texas, if they're crazy or not. Um, so but better accordingly. But yeah, I would stay away from parlays because you don't want that to fuck up your whole parlay. Next up, we got Dustin Ortiz, who is 18 and 7 in the and he is plus 160 underdog against Math Matthias. Matthias? Sure. Nicolau fighting on a Rio de Janeiro Brazil. Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro Brazil. Fuck yes. Nailed it. Um, he's thirteen and two. He's three zero in the UFC. He's a minus one ninety favorite. Uh, Nikolai is uh, Nikolau, Excuse me. Is getting a lot of hype. Um, a lot of people really like him. He's pretty well rounded. Good submissions. Good. Uh, good off his back. Good striking. He's three and zero in the UFC. Had a. He's been suspended for a while. He's he's had some time away. I think. Um, Dustin Ortiz though, I think is one of the unsung guys at, at feather or at flyweight. He's really good. He's only lost to, like, the um, kind of higher competition. He has had some problems with submission guys in the past, but I think his last two fights against Hector Sandoval and Alexander Protera, he has showed so much skills. I think he's really clicking right now. I think he's got some of the ugly losses under away from him already. Um, Nikolai, again, a guy coming from Brazil, has a great... Hype around him. UFC just wrote an article about him. About him, he's three known the UFC. Nothing stands out to me about this kid being like a world beater. I think all three was wins. No, nope. okay, he's got one submission in there. He has a split decision over John Moraga. Obviously, his biggest win, and then he has a, a unanimous decision win over Louis Smoka. Two solid little wins there. He has one submission win in the third round. Um, I like Ortiz. That's three back. That's three in a row up underdogs uh, picks right there coming at you. This line's going to move as well. I just think Ortiz is just a better fighter all around. I think he's clicking right now. I really do. I think he's going to if he if he's smart, he won't he won't sit there and and trade with this guy for very long. He'll he'll implement his game plan, which is a lot of pressure, a lot of a lot of forward pressure. He's using his hands better than he ever has before. Definitely, pressure, pressure, pressure. Take the fight down. Watch your neck. Watch your submissions. He has been submitted before. Ortiz. That is, I don't know if Nikolai is that bunch of a killer off his back. Um, I haven't seen enough of him. I, I remember the Smoker fight, and I remember the uh, I remember the Smoker fight. I saw the Smoker fight. So, you know, um, I don't know. I love Ortiz. So and that fight, maybe not love. I like Ortiz and that fight. But that's three underdogs, underdogs, back to back to back to back. Next up, another gal. The ladies. We got Alexis Davis, who was number three, nineteen and seven, fighting Caitlin Cook. Cook again. I know I mispronounced your name. Sorry, Caitlin. Uh, she's ranked number seven. She's ten and one. This fight is interesting because Alexis Davis has been around for a long time. Is on a nice little win streak right now. She's got two in a row. I mean, the only time she's ever really been like destroyed in the octagon is uh and Rousey beat her in like 14 seconds. She does have a loss to Sarah of submission loss, but that's not that big big of a deal. She's she's not very active. She hasn't she fought la- last fight was December. Uh, a win over Liz Carmouche, a split decision, which is actually a pretty big win for her. Caitlin Cook again uh is a 10-1 fighter. She's three and one UFC you know, I, I think a lot of hypes around her. She's ranked number seven and Alexis is number three, but I just I, I gotta go I gotta go with the, the un or the favorite in this uh cooking Caitlin. I think she's gonna put a lot of pressure, put her strikes together. I think she's a more I think she's more of a killer than Dave Davis. I think Davis is is more than happy to to win um win by a decision and everything. She does have submission. I wouldn't be worried about knockouts with her. She definitely has uh, some submissions, but I think this, I mean, you can probably bet the bank this will go to a decision. I like Cook again in that decision. Next up, probably the hardest fight for me to pick, actually. Next up is uh, John McDessey. He is 19 or 15 and six, excuse me. I can't read. 15 and six, and he's facing Ross Pearson, who's 22 and 14. McDessey is the favorite. He is a minus 170 favorite with Ross Pearson at a plus 145 kickback. Both these guys are, are very similar to me. Um, Ross Pearson coming off a, a, a decision win. Before that, he had one, two, three, four losses in a row. Um, that's tough. Those, those are tough losses. McDessie was hot for a while in the UFC. You know, he's Faraz, Sahabi's guy. But I know he's has since left for us or did leave for us. So he's kind of up and down. But he's coming off a win in December over April Trujillo, a unanimous decision. Before that, he, he got KO'd by Lando Venata by a pretty uh, – uh, pretty nasty KO. I believe that broke his jaw. And he had a couple ugly losses after that. I mean, Cerrone had kicked him, knocked him out, and he had a, he had a win in between there. But he's he's 2-3 uh, and three in his last five, and then Ross Pearson is 1-4 in, in his last five. Which, um, yeah, so Ross Pearson needed some time off. His last fight was in February. He fought Masuto Hirata. He won an decision. Looked good in that fight. Ross Pearson, I think, has some great boxing. I think Ross Pearson trains at a great camp see this is tough for me this is a tough fight for me um you know I want to lean towards Pearson because he he's training with alliance right I, I don't know if he's there full time I don't know if he's still in England or if, or if he's in fact with alliance full time McDessie's a really hard guy to look good against like you have to be a pretty unique striker a power puncher to to really put damage on him Lana vanada very awkward. It, 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 you know, and 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 put him away with with, with his with his awkwardness, his doctor striking. He's in and out. His hands are down. He's jumping in. He's throwing, spinning shit. And then you got Donald Cerrone, who is just a, a classic kickboxing striker. Who they, they, the the fight was was relatively close in the first round, and then Cerrone just head kicked his head off, and and McDessie pretty much quit. Pearson is more of your 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 boxer come forward, very kind of predictable. McDessie's not going to be there. For the predictability, I I, I I was literally just just a second ago I was going to put Pearson down, but I'm going McDessey because he's the favorite slight favorite at one minus one seventy. I just I just don't know if Ross Pearson has enough. I think he's too predictable. I don't know if he has enough tricks to really um, to really surprise McDessey. McDessie's pretty elusive, unique striker himself. I think he's gonna you know he's he's almost got like a point uh, karate point fighting style. Um, I see McDessie winning that. I, I hope I'm wrong. Well, no, I, fuck that. I don't hope I'm wrong. I For some reason, I do root for Ross Pearson. I think Ross Pearson, on paper, is going to be a more exciting fighter. But, um, yeah, I can't bet against McDessie, I guess. So, uh, next up, bear with me on this fucking name. So, we got ranked number 14, Gad Zemirata versus Antigivov versus Eon Kutulepa, the Hulk. Eon is 13 and 3. He is he is the underdog at plus 140. I'm gonna call him Gad because I'm not pr- pronouncing that name every time. Gad, who's ranked at number 14, is 2 and 0 in the UFC, is a minus 165 favorite. Gad's getting a lot of hype. This guy, a lot of people like this guy. He's a, he's a submission artist. Um Ian or uh, Eon Kutalepa, he is two and two in the UFC, hasn't blown anybody's dick off, has definitely hasn't blown my dick off. I'm gonna go with the slight favorite and Gad. I, I, I'm hoping I don't know enough about Gad. If I'm being completely honest with you, I, I uh, this is in the 200 light heavyweight division. They need guys in light heavyweight division. He's in the top 15. I know. I know he's a submission guy. Hopefully, uh, he's not just a one trick pony. And he get he gets a W there. I don't really have much to say about either of those guys. That's kicking off. This is the Fox prelims at six. So that's kicking off the 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 Fox portion. I got another name coming up here. Next up, we got Cajun Johnson, who is 22 and 12, veteran of the sport. He's a plus 500 underdog, which is insane to me. He's fighting Islam Makachev. He is 15 and 1. He's fighting out of Dagestan, Russia. He is a minus 700 favorite, which is bonkers to me. Um, he's, I believe he's Khabib's boy. We've seen him fight. He's got a great record. Ultra aggressive, like Khabib. Um, he is 4-1 and one in the UFC, which is a great record. They have a common opponent. Um, Cajun fought in, in Adriana Martins back in September 2017 and KO'd him. And Martins KO'd Islam, 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 uh... Back in 2015, that was a long time ago. Since then, he's beat Chris Wade by decision. He's beat Nick Lentz by decision, and he knocked out Gleason uh, Gleason T. Uh, Bow his last fight. Oh, Cajun Johnson is on a four fight winning streak right now over some decent guys. Um, Zhang Lebang. He's fighting all. He's fighting Japan or Japanese guys. I'm not going to run through all these names because I've already embarrassed myself enough. His last loss hasn't... Cajun Johnson isn't the most active guy, but his last loss was in 2014. His last win was back in March. He beat Stevie Ray by decision, split decision. Very close fight. Knocked out Martins, and before that, he had a two-year layoff. So, uh, I mean, you know my thing. I don't like betting these huge favorites because it's MMA and Cajun Johnson... Obviously has something going for him right now. Islam coming out of a great camp. I don't know if if Khabib is even training right now. I'm sure Khabib will be there. I don't know how that affects him or if he if he actually goes to AKA because that's what Khabib does. Doesn't, doesn't say on here if he does or not. I'm, I'm assuming he does, but I don't know if he goes without Khabib is what my point is. I'm good to go with islam i'm gonna go with the favorite I would stay away from this there's there's no upside in betting this I mean a plus seven hundred favorite he's I would definitely call he's the furthest thing from a lock of the night in my opinion, so I'm not really sure um I'm not really sure what to do with that, but I'm going to go with the favorite the big heavy favorite even though I hate it, it i wouldn't hate if you put late money on Cajun Johnson i mean that I, I think that'd be a smart thing. But I mean, oh god, that just is such a crazy line. I'm I'm just so upset that the the odds makers made that line like that. Next up, we got another name that is crazy. We got Hakeem Dawu. I, that's I don't know. I don't think that's it, but that's what I'm gonna go with. Hakeem Dawu versus Austin Arnett. Austin Arnett is 0 2 in the UFC. 15 5 overall. He's a plus 305 underdog. Uh, Hakeem is a minus 390 favorite. He is 701 and 1 in in. I don't really know how this works because I'm looking at his record on UFC.com and he's 7-0-1 and his last fight was UFC Fight Night, March 17, 2018, and he lost to the submission to Danny Henry. But they say 7-0-1. So did they, is that a no contest? Am I missing something here? I, I, I don't I don't really. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not really sure what the fuck's going on. But we're looking at Arsene Arnett who is 0-2 in the UFC. Uh decision loss to Brandon Davis and then a knockout loss to Cody Sagan. Um you know that I don't know much about Hakeem. He's obviously placed really high. I'm gonna go with him. He looks like a, a hard hitter. He's he's tra- he's from Calgary. Maybe that's why he's such a big favorite. Don't know much about him. I've seen also in that fight, not really blown away by him. He's 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 a stand-up guy as well, primarily a stand-up guy. Most of his finish comes from knockouts. All of Hakeem's finishes or wins, or 85% of them, come from knockouts. So I'm going to go with Hakeem there. Back to back favorites. I started hot with the underdogs, and now I'm going back to back favorites. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm disgusted with myself. Next up, we have Jordan Meehan, who's a minus 110. He's fighting Alex Moreno, who is minus 110 as well. Jordan Meehan is 30 and 12. Alex Moreno is 14 and 4. Both guys kind of on the up and up. Me quit for a while, retired, came back, had a pretty nice little win over uh, Eric Silva back in the summer. Before that, he had three straight losses. I think this kid has all the talent in the world. Um, he's a Canadian. I don't know if he's fighting out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Something. What is it? Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. Of course, Lethbridge. I don't know how close that is to Calgary, but uh, Alex Moreno coming off a. Uh, Pretty nice performance himself. This kid's really, really tough. I betted against him a few times, but he's coming off a nice uh, submission win over Josh Berkman. It was it was pretty entertaining. He's got no contest over Nico Price. He's got one loss in the UFC. He's got a nice. He's been in the UFC since 2016. He's got a split decision win over Kyle Noke, James Monastery. He's got a decision win over, which is a really nice win. Um, both these line these lines are dead even. Mean. Um, apparently, it does have some some hype behind him right now. He's he's training on a different level. A lot of things I've read about him online. I just like Moreno. I think Moreno's more active. I think Moreno is is just he's he's ready for this spotlight. He's he's basically the the headliner of the prelims cards before they jump to the main card. I like Moreno a lot. To get the uh, they're both even. I see me and maybe pulling ahead, or or maybe even becoming the underdog. This is a real pick 'em fight. I I just I like Moreno's skills better than me and me and sometimes kind of during the bright lights. He kinda he, he's not I wouldn't say he he chokes, but he does he just doesn't really put wins together like I think he should. Cause I think he's a very, very talented guy. All right. Next up, main card, baby. This main card, this is how I think they should do it every fight night. Four fights on the main card and start at eight. You're over by 10. Load the prelims up, and that's that. And this main card is stacked. Kicking off the night, you got Alexander Hernandez. who's 9-1. He's a plus 115 underdog. He is fighting Olivier Auburn-Mercier. He is 12-2. He has won his last four. He's a minus 135 favorite. Olivier on Mercier. Canadian, obviously. French-Canadian. Canadian Canadian gangster. Fighting in Montreal, Quebec. Um, Coming off a big knockout win over... Evan Dunham, which was I believe was like a body shot. Uh, before that, he had Terry Martin, Drew uh, and cybol Goody, Gotti, whatever. Can't pronounce the name. Know who he is. Anyway, uh, OAM is what they call him. That's what the kids call him. OAM. Nice little win streak right now. Four in a row off quality guys, guys who've been around for a while. Hasn't cracked the top ten. He doesn't have a number next to his name. Alexander Hernandez is coming off his only uh, UFC fight against Banil Uh big huge KO nasty KO um, he did that fake glove touch thing I'm not ready right after the KO but it was some shady shit there um, this kid's got a lot of hype behind him a lot of people talking about him a lot of eyes on him fighting out of Texas I, I don't know if if he's coming from a big camp or not I'm not exactly sure what camp he comes from out of says he's out of San, fighting out of San Antonio Texas on the top of my head I can't I don't know who's in San Antonio uh sean michaels maybe but uh you know a lot of the camps are are houston you got Derek lewis and then fort worth area you have james vick and, and that crew um this fight's another tough fight to pick hernandez one fight in the ufc it's like a minute long you didn't really see what he had Olivia albert mercier is a great grappler hernandez on paper looks like he can stop some takedowns i just like oam on this he's the, he's the favorite I just think in Canada he, he's got this uh, nice little win streak. In uh, Alex Hernandez is this, is this guy that no one really knows yet. He's coming off a big KO. I've seen it before where these guys come off the KO, you know, and it could it could really work for in the bandits because they can have another KO and have all this confidence. And I'm sure Alex Hernandez is 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 a fantastic fighter, but. I think he's going to he's going to get a rude awakening against Mercier because uh I mean Darius has had some chin problems and and Mercier has been a pretty solid fighter throughout his uh UFC career so far. So I'm going team Canon on this one. Sorry, Texas next up you got Joanna Jergic everyone pronounces her last name different. She's ranked number 1. She's 14 and 2. We all know her two losses come from uh Yumis. She's fighting number ranked fifth ranked Tisha Torres who's 10 and 2. Uh, Ioana is a big favorite at minus 290. Tisha Torres has got a kickback of 235. A lot of debate on this fight. A lot of people don't know what Joanna's going to show up. I think Joanna is, is very motivated. I think he, she needs to go up to 25. I know she wants, I know she wants, uh, Rose again. I don't know if that's realistic. I don't know if that makes much sense. Cause the first time she got knocked out, second time was, was, was she, Pretty much lost all five rounds. Thought she won. That's the one thing that I don't like is is months afterwards she she thought she won that fight. I do not know how she could. I mean, it was it was kind of close, but not really. I don't know how she thought she could have won that fight. I, her, if her team's telling her, who's hyping her up? Tisha Torres coming off a uh, she had three wins in a row and she's coming off a loss to Jessica Andres. Um. Tisha Torres is, is a solid fighter. Uh, she, she's she got kind of short arms, so I don't really think the striking is going to be that big of a deal. Um, I, I don't think – I think Joanna's going to stay at range. I think Tisha is going to try to take it down. But Joanna beat Jessica Andres. She stopped every takedown – not every takedown, but she – she. I mean, Jessica Andres is big for that weight class, 115 pounds. Strong girl. She'll take you down. She'll pound you out. She's on a hot win streak now. Andres' last loss was to Joanna. I'm going Joanna here. I know she's a big favorite. I just, I can't bet against her. I think she, it's hard for me to bet against champions that were so dominant. Rose just could have her number. I would love to see Joanna jump up to 125 uh, maybe after this fight. <clears throat> realize maybe maybe I can't, uh, there's really no hope or no reason to fight Rose right now. Maybe if you jump up to 125, win that title, then we can talk about title versus title, something like that. But right now, I just uh, I think she's going to get the win over Torres, and, and, and I think uh, I think that's might that might be my lock in the night. I know that's crazy because a lot of people were wondering how she's going to rebound the, after these losses. But I just think Ioana is so confident in her skills, and, and I think she's really motivated. I really do. I don't think she's falling off at all. I, I believe her when she says she wants her title back. Sometimes you don't believe people. I believe her. Next up, fight that I'm probably looking forward to the most because I really want to see how it plays out. We got number two ranked. Jose Aldo, he is a minus 130 favorite. He is 26 and 4 overall against Jeremy Stevens, who's ranked number 4. He's 28 and 14. He is a plus 110 favorite. Jeremy Stevens coming off three straight wins, three hot wins, crazy knockout events, uh, Dohu Choi, Super Korean Boy, and then a brutal knockout over Just Emmett. Auto coming off, I mean, not looking great. Coming off back to back losses against Max Holloway both times. I bet at Jose Aldo. I just did not think. Uh, you know, I I see Jose Aldo as the as the WC kid, right? The destroyer. Jeremy Stevens has been around a long time. I'm super impressed with how involved he's gotten. How, how, how much his game has gotten better. You know, usually guys that have been around since they were eighteen, nineteen. They ha- they're not fighting anymore because they're burnt out or. You know, they, they've they been run out of, run, run of the organization. Jeremy Stephens has never left the UFC since he's been in. He's never got cut. He's been here since day one. He's going to break records with his fights. I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Looked great against Emmett. Looked great against Duhu Choi. Give him Melendez. He looked okay against Melendez, but then he dropped back-to-back losses. He said that he's finally letting Eric Del Fiero take control of everything. He he was give, only doing 80-20 last time, 80%. He would control everything and then 20% Del I think that's smart. Eric Del great mind for the sport. Jose Aldo coming off two losses to the champion Max. Both losses. (sighs) This is tough because Jeremy Stevens, you know, he has good leg kicks himself. He has good power. He wings big shots. Jose Aldo has great head movement. Doesn't move his feet a whole bunch. Doesn't have the great feet movement, but he's got leg kicks as well. But he hasn't been, he didn't really show them against Max. Max kind of laid a blueprint of how to beat. Aldo right um you you got to close the distance you got to get in boxer range you got to land big shots Jeremy Stevens I'm sure he has trained with Holloway he's fought Holloway Uh, you know he's got Deferro in his corner I gotta go Aldo I can't bet against him this is the third straight fight I bet for Aldo and thought I could win money he's a slight favorite I see this line moving all the time I see Jeremy Stevens closing as a favorite I see late money coming on Stevens I just – I don't know if Stevens is going to be able to – I think this is going to be a decision win for Aldo. I just think Aldo is going to play it smart. He does – he is quick. Stevens isn't the quickest guy in the division. Probably the most powerful, but definitely not the quickest. So I'm going Aldo. I regret it. But Jose Aldo, let's go. Next up, main event, rematch. We're all Everyone's been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. Glad it's Glad it's here. Conceivably, either of these guys could fight for the title. I'd love to see him fight Khabib. If Connor doesn't get the shot, one of these guys for sure has to get it. You got Eddie Alvarez, the Underground King. He's twenty nine and five. He's a plus one hundred and forty underdog against Dustin Poirier, who's twenty three and five. He is the minus one sixty five favorite. These guys fought before. I just watched the fight before I hopped on here. I've watched both of their Gaethje fights. Poirier, I think, is the cleaner boxer. I think Poirier moves really well, has a really sharp left hand. That's what he hurt Eddie in the first fight. Eddie just has that dog in him, right? Eddie looked so good in the Gaethje fight. Like, Gaethje just smothers you. He busted up Gaethje. He he moved well. He had great boxing. He took shots. He gave shots. Poirier is a really slick boxer. He's a better boxer than Gaethje. He did the same thing to Gaethje. Um, if, if this gets into a clinch war, which I think it will, I think Eddie's going to take it to the clinch. I like Eddie in this. I like Eddie. He's probably going to make some takedowns. I don't think Eddie's going to come out there and 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 want to stand around like his last fight. I see him maybe mixing things up. This is a five-round fight. The first fight was a three-round fight. I think Eddie could go five. He's been five. Poirier has slowed down in some of his five-round fights. Um, Poirier is 7-1 and one since coming back up to lightweight, which is a crazy record. His only loss was a pretty ugly knockout loss to Michael Johnson. Poirier has been shown to to have a, a not a chin issue, but definitely a chin's vulnerable. Eddie Alvarez has that dog in him. I mean, Eddie Alvarez has been knocked out as well. This is a tough fight to pick. It's a tough fight on paper. Uh, Poirier is the favorite because of how the first fight went. Poirier kind of controlled the distance, landed to bigger shots. Alvarez clipped him right right before the illegal knee. So so um, you know it, it was what it was. It ruled a no contest. Um, I just. I really like Eddie in this fight. I just think Eddie is sharp right now. I think he's motivated. I think Poirier's sharp as well. But um, if Poirier wins, I, I wanna be. I wanna be. I like Poirier. I'm rooting for Poirier. I think he deserves a title shot. He's been in the UFC for a long time. It's been around for a long time. Eddie's been champion. He's gotten a shot at the big fights. He's calling for Khabib. I know Poirier is calling for Khabib. I'm going to Alvarez by some kind of finish. I don't know if he can outright knock out Dustin Poirier. It's gonna be one of those situations where it's like gonna be someone's gonna get rocked and they're gonna finish on the ground or the cage. Um, I just think Eddie Alvarez is just that much grittier, that much tougher. I think he I think these fighters are very similar. I just think Eddie Alvarez is just a notch, has that one notch of intangible that is a little bit better than Poirier. And uh, this is obviously won't be the last time these guys fight. They will fight again. So that's it. That's Calgary. That is all my picks. I will be betting heavily on this card. Hopefully, you will heed my advice and bet as well. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be Saturday on Big Fox. Um, both prelim prelims are on Fox and the main cards on Fox. And then the first set of prelims are on UFC Fight Pass. And I want to thank oddshark.com for giving me the uh, odds for this. Uh, UFC.com is, is their odds are, are unavailable. And I've been to some other odd places as well. And on Odds Shark, they, they give you all the online betting that people do, Bovada, so forth. So um, that's really cool. I've never used them before. This is the first time I got my odds off those. So thank you, Odds Shark. Not a sponsor. Hopefully, if you want to be a sponsor, great. Come on we'll, and we'll debate. Um, I will be back next week with, with two podcasts. Again, hopefully I'll have a guest. I'm working something out. Um, and, uh, hopefully they'll be here and then we'll have, uh, I'll, uh, I'll hit you with a podcast on Tuesday and I'll recap all the events that in Calgary. Alrighty. See ya.